Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we have a very special guest. We have Mr. Mike Pickles, and I had the opportunity to be a guest on his podcast, The Daily Dill. And now I'm honored that he is also a guest on our podcast. So I'm very, very excited to talk to him about all things having to do with his podcast. So welcome today, Mike. Hi, Melissa. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so happy you're here. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your podcast? Um, In a nutshell, as you mentioned, my podcast is called The Daily Deal Podcast uh, with Mike Pickles. And the reason it's called the Daily Dill is because my last name is Pickle, so play on word Dill. Uh, and um, basically, I started it last year during COVID, around March. Um, you know, because everybody was sort of working from home, and so I decided, hey, why not do something a little bit different? I've always thought about a podcast, I just never got around to doing it. So I, I just decided, let's just do it. So I jumped in, and and here I go today. I think I'm on episode 34 right now, which was you. You were my last episode episode to date. There'll be more. And that's basically how it started, Melissa. That's awesome. So what are your episodes about? I know what our episode was about, but what do you normally highlight on your podcast? Great question. Um, I started out because I do a lot of stuff on motivational, inspirational type, type things, topics, subjects. But then I just kind of let it slide in the sense that I would just sort of reach out through social media and through friends and whatnot, networking. And if I saw something, read something that was sort of interesting to me, somebody doing something cool, different, interesting out there, I would reach out to them and say, hey, you want to be on my podcast? That's really cool. So it, I have to say, knowing from personal experience, it takes a lot of guts to put a podcast out there because I know a lot of people are afraid of putting themselves out there and speaking their truth and all of those things. So how difficult was it for you to really make that decision? Um, doing the actual podcast, like, like you said, reaching out to people wasn't that difficult because I'm an educator, I'm a, a teacher of 27 years. So speaking in front of people is not difficult for me. And um, I also do uh, motivational speaking, like I do seminars and conferences and things. So again, the speaking part is not easy. It's not difficult asking questions and things. It's not, I'm very inquisitive by nature anyway. The hardest part for me was the technical side of things. I had no idea how to put a podcast together. So for me, that was tough and it still is. I haven't perfected it at all. I'm still trying to find ways to make it better, easier, you know, so that side of it was tough. Well, I'm really, I have to say, impressed that you went ahead and started it in any way, even though you didn't really necessarily know what you were doing from the technical side, because I think that that is what keeps a lot of people stuck, is they get into that fear mindset of, I don't know enough, I don't have all the answers, and so they just stay stuck because they think they have to be perfect. So the fact that you went ahead and did it anyway is awesome. And I applaud you for that because um, I know what that's like. And I always tell people, you can course correct later when you figure things out and you can figure out later, hey, I could do this better, you can fix it. But if you don't ever take that first step forward and take that risk, you'll never, you know, you'll never do anything. Would you agree with that? 
I agree 100%. I was actually listening to a, a YouTube video with a motivational speaker, uh, Eric Thomas. I don't know if you've heard of him before, ET. And he said exactly what you just said. He said, stop waiting for tomorrow. Stop waiting for it to be perfect because it's never going to be perfect. Just jump in and start and just fix it along the way. And that's, that's what I'm doing. I love that. So you're a motivational speaker or you're at least a public speaker. What do you normally speak about? I would say, well, right now I'm doing a lot of work on wellness and well-being um, because of COVID, you know, all that stuff that's going on. There's a lot of people that are really hard done by right now that aren't doing well, that aren't feeling well, you know, lost their jobs. Mental health is a big thing right now. Um, so I do a lot of a lot of things on wellness and well-being at the moment. But I also do my main focus, I guess, when I do my talks is on basically educate, inspire, and empower others to be, you know, become the best that they can be, whatever that is. I absolutely love that. That's amazing. And you said you're a teacher too. What do you teach? Um, right now, I, like this is my 27th year. Wow, believe it or not, in education. I'm not currently teaching. I'm currently running a... a I'm sort of the coordinator, so curriculum coordinator. So I'm helping other teachers teach and lesson plan and, you know, to improve their classroom environment or atmosphere. So I'm currently not teaching per se, but I have taught elementary, junior high, high school, at the college, uh, the school board, uh, overseas. I had an opportunity to teach in Ecuador and South America as well, in Africa. So I did a little bit of this, a little bit of that, been all over the board. Yeah, wow, that sounds like it. So in all of your experiences, what are some of the most interesting things that you've learned yourself in education? One of the biggest ones, uh, by the way, I'm up here in Canada, but one of the biggest things I learned, well, lots of them over 27 years, but one of the biggest ones was uh, I went to um, Guyana, South America on behalf of CTS, which is the Canadian Teacher, CTF, the Canadian Teacher Federation. And every year they send teachers all over, all over the world um, to help out other teachers. So it's, you know, it's teachers working with teachers. And overall, I just found out, uh, I was there for six weeks. And overall, I found out that here in North America, whether you're, you're United States or Canada, but North America, for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part, we are materialistically rich, but we're spiritually poor. And I'm speaking from my own observation. And down there in South America, they are materialistically poor, but they're spiritually rich. Like they had very, very little, but they would laugh, they were smiling, that like every day was just such a gift to them. So when I came home, I tried to borrow a little bit of that attitude, that mentality, that mindset in my own daily life. That's really interesting. And I think you make a good point. I believe that that is definitely true. In seeing the differences in those two environments, what what was their big takeaway? Like, what would you tell people? You know, if we're are we too focused on material things? What's your opinion about that? We definitely are too focused on material things. I know that from my students. I know that from my own children. Um, they just want, want, want more material things, not just them, but ourselves. I mean, you know, competing with the Joneses, uh, you get a house, somebody else wants a bigger house. You buy a car, somebody else has to buy a bigger, faster, more expensive car. It's like, it's like a competition of material things. But at the end of the day, I mean, you can't bring it with you. 
Um, so I find we started, well, sorry, we tried to start last year a new Christmas uh, tradition. Instead of buying presents under the tree that you know your children forget like a week later, they're already bored because of material things. It, 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 it doesn't fill that gap. It doesn't fill that void. It does temporarily, but not in the long term. And we all know that if we're honest. So we tried to start last year, but we didn't because like I said, COVID hit is instead of gifts, we're going to travel. So every year we're going to take a family trip. So what we're trying to do is instead of filling our closet with material things, we're going to fill our mind and our hearts with memories. I love that. That's a great idea. And I think that we do tend to, well, it's our society in general. I don't know about in Canada, but in the U.S. before COVID hit, you know, you would see the Black Friday deals on the Friday before Thanksgiving and people would be, or the Friday after, I should say, and people would be punching each other and, you know, there would almost be homicide to get to these deals that they would have on the big ticket items, you know, like the iPhone or whatever. And it, I always used to look at that and think, nothing is worth that to me. You know, it, people would camp out for weeks outside of Best Buy to get whatever good deal they had. And I remember saying to my mom, I don't care how cheap it is, it's not worth my time, the time that you have away from your family. So I always thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I would agree with you. And that's another thing, like time is the most important asset we can have. It's not money, it's not material things, like all those things, you know, it doesn't matter. You can always make more money. You can get a second job, a third job, whatever. You can sell stuff to make money. You can, you know, you can do things to make money and, and to get material things, but time, we all have so much time. And once it's gone, it's gone for good. I mean, unless we invent a, a time machine, as it is right now, that's it. When your time's up, your time's up. So you have to spend it well, you have to spend it wisely. Yeah. Do you have any tips for people since you are a teacher and now I know you're coordinating curriculum, which is also, that's just another completely different animal. I'm a teacher as well, but do you have any advice for people who may be out there struggling, having to deal with the online learning and with COVID and with everything that's going on? Um, advice. It's tough, number one, because of, uh, especially because it's all online. And sometimes, as you know, technology, internet doesn't work so well. So number one, it's tough. So having said that, what I'm trying to say is, is just relax. Don't take it personal when things don't work out so well. And I'm talking about a teacher, the parents and the students, because there's going to be times where it's not going to go as planned. So don't stress about it. Don't sweat the small stuff, as they say. Just, you know, roll with the punches, go with it. If, if, you're, uh, if your online learning was supposed to be an hour, but you only got 30 minutes out of it, so be it. Just take that 30 minutes and go with it. Um, the other thing is it, it's a new way of learning. Like you used to sit in class face-to-face, -face, and these days people are learning remotely over Zoom or over the computer. So it's just another way of learning. Not everybody learns that way very well. It's not for everybody. But uh, one thing I want to say is that this is temporary. It's not going to last forever. We're not going to be learning via Zoom for the rest of our lives. It's just, it's a temporary thing. Um, here in Canada, for the most part, we have sort of a hybrid of the two. Some are teaching online, like half a day. And then the other half a day, the students are going to school face-to-face. -face. It's not 100% Zoom already. It's already changing. So I would say be flexible. 
it's temporary. Don't sweat the small stuff and appreciate this moment of learning. That's all it is. It's a different form of learning. And I think what you said actually could apply to any area of your life, really. You know, I think that we get too emotional and too upset over things that really in the long run don't really mean a whole lot. You know, it, it seems like at the time it's a big deal, but you look back later and you think, well, that was only a really small portion of my life. So I think that those are great words of wisdom. Yeah, it reminds me of when I was younger. I forget who it is, my mom, my dad, maybe my grandfather, I don't know. But when things are bothering you, uh, they would tell me to use the, uh, and you might've heard this before, it's called the rocking chair technique. And if something's really bothering you, you say you get, a, you get in an argument with your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, teacher, friend, neighbor, whatever, or someone's you know, uh, road rage in the high, in, on the road somewhere. The rocking chair technique is you sit, you imagine, so you visualize, you imagine that you were in your rocking chair and you're a grandfather or grandparent, right? So you're in your 80s, 90s, whatever else. And you're just rocking and your life is, your working life is over. You're just relaxed. Your kids are grown up and you're sitting in that chair and you're thinking back to that moment that bothered you, you know, that pissed you off, that aggravated you, that, that annoyed you. And how important is it really? Like in that chair, you're drinking your coffee, your tea, you're looking at the horizon. How important really was that moment in time that you freaked out about? And chances are, it's not that important. It never really is when we, when we look back, when we reflect. So now zoom back into the moment, into the present, and just let it go. Because it's not going to be that important in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years anyway. So why make it important during the moment? Because it's not going to matter later. I had never heard of that technique before. I had never heard it called that. That's uh, very similar to the if it doesn't matter and five minutes, five months, five weeks, five hours, whatever, that it doesn't matter. But I love that because it really does put it into perspective and in that we tend to make things that are happening in the here and the now so big and so much bigger than they actually are. And when we look back at them later, we realize, you know, how much time we wasted being upset over something that really in the long run wasn't going to make a big difference in our lives. That's right. You hit the word right there. And when you said perspective, mm -hmm. uh, I, I forgot to mention in the beginning, but I, I wrote, I'm an author, published author of three books. And my books are based on pr perspective, what you just said. The two books that I first wrote were called Hug Some You Love Today. And then my third one was called Perfectly Imperfect. And the first two, Hug Some You Love Today, was based on when I was a teacher uh, my first three years of teaching, which is when most teachers leave the profession because it's so stressful, I was having a lot of troubles with this one student and, uh, and I couldn't get through to him. So I asked the veteran teacher, um, what do I do with this student? And she gave me all these strategies, techniques to deal with it. But at the end of the day, she gave me a little hug card. It was just says a little, it was a little bear on it. It was a little piece of paper. There was a bear on it and it's just, she said, give this to the student. Sometimes all they need is a hug. So I said, cool, do you mind if I borrow it? So I gave it to that student. And after that episode, I swear to God, I never had a major incident with him again. I had some minor ones, but never a major incident. So I asked that teacher, I said, do you mind if I use this card for other things? And she said, go ahead. So I took the card and I used the bear and I put hug someone you love today on the front. And on the back, I said, give this, to, give this card to someone you think that needs it. And then, and then write me back at the, um, 
at this email address and tell me about your story, how it influenced, affected you or affected them. And people started writing me back and I wrote a book from it. And then I had so many stories that I wrote a second book from it. So, and that was based all on perspective. So thank you for sharing that, for reminding me of that word. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And that's awesome that you were able to write a book from that. It reminds me a lot of those, I don't know if you've heard of them before, but the chicken soup for the soul. And they have the teacher stories and different stories where teachers will talk about that, where it doesn't matter what you teach students. Students don't care how much you know. And there's always that expression, students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But it's true. It's like we make connections. And I'm a big firm believer that that is a big part of why we come here is to learn how to connect with one another. And it's the connections we make and we leave with others and the impact that we have that makes the biggest difference. Yeah, I agree. And I know that and you sort of uh, what you do is all about connection, all about energy. So you're right. It's, it's all about that connection. And when we do put things in perspective, you know, what's really, really important, family, friends, and, and our health, then we're able to connect a lot better than if we put superficial, artificial things in, you know, importance, like money, materialistic things, then those connections aren't as strong, or at least they don't last. They might be in the beginning, but they don't tend to last in the long term. Yeah, and I think we see that all the time. I mean, even if you look at reality television, you know, which I try to stay away from. But when you look at that, and you look at the 90 day fiance, or, you know, the bachelorette, or those programs like that, and I'm not calling anyone out, if you like those shows, and they're your guilty pleasure, that's fine. But you look at shows like that, and they're sort of experiments on connection. And when you try to throw people together with these really short connections and they're they're just sort of i don't know what the word i'm looking for is superficial i guess is the word that i'm looking for you're right they don't last very long and i think that it is a it's a a message for us or, or a learning point for us that we need to be better about the connections that we make it's all about connections in my mind. Um, I remember a year or two ago, I watched a movie called I Am. Um, it was directed, produced by uh, Shediak, last name Shediak. Um, he's the one that did all the, the big movies with uh, Pet Detective and whatnot with uh, Jim Carrey. Uh -huh. Tom, Tom Shediak was his name. Anyways, he had an accident. He, he has, he's a millionaire, has all kinds of money, multiple houses and cars, you know, travel like all the rich do. And then he had an accident and things went in perspective. He almost died. And then he put things into perspective and realized that material things and money isn't everything it, you know, we make it out to be. Society and media makes it out to be. So he basically sold everything, got rid of everything, became a minimalist and just bought a little like mobile trailer and got rid of his cars and he bikes everywhere, walks everywhere. And basically, he made a shift from what he calls um, me to we. So he moved from me, always thinking about me, 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 I, 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 to we, to more community-oriented. And I thought that was really cool, really neat. That is very cool. And I think that that is really the big shift that we're starting to already see, I think, in our society is moving from more self-focused to more community-focused. 
Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you see a lot of community efforts, a lot of community events right now, and, and it's needed. Like we need a lot of healing in this world. So a lot of it's going to come from, you know, working together. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today, Mike. Um, you guys need to check out his podcast, The Daily Dill. But also, if they want to follow you and see any of your other things, how can they follow you? What's the best way? Um, I would suggest, as you just mentioned, you can go on to uh, check out podcasts and any any social media platform. You'll find my podcast, uh, The Daily Deal Podcast with My Pickles. So check me out there and I will respond. Uh, YouTube videos. I have, I don't know, hundreds of YouTube videos out there. Um, just look up Daily Deal and you'll find me. On Instagram, again, Daily Deal Mike. And um, my books are out there. Hug someone you love today. I have two of them. Uh, Perfectly imperfect. I have one out there as well. Uh, just Google it. You'll find me. I'm pretty easy to find with the last name Pickles. So those are the the main ones I would suggest. Okay, awesome. And we will have all of that in the show notes, so you can go and click right on that to find it. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with us. Are there any last parting words of wisdom that you have for our audience members today? Uh, well, today we talked a lot about relationships and community and connecting and energy. So just, I guess, as part of words of wisdom would be that uh, it reminds me of an, an African proverb when I was teaching in Africa in Malawi, that uh, this archaeologist was over there in Malawi one day or in Africa one day. And he basically, there was a big, big tree hundreds of feet away. And he told a group of children, he said, whoever can get to that tree first, there's a big bowl of fruit. And you can have it. You can have it by yourself. Just by yourself, you can have the whole thing. So he said, one, two, three, go. And instead of uh, running, which is what he thought, all the children held hands and they walked together and they all got there together. And they shared the fruit, the bowl of fruit together. And he asked them, why did you not just run and have it for yourself? And they all shouted out, uh, I might pronounce this improperly, but they all shouted out, umbatu, U-B-U-N-T-U, which means together. So in their mind that if you work together, it means more than if you walk alone. So I think we need to all work more together. That gave me chills. I love that story. Um, and I wanna thank you so much again for being here with us. This was such a great conversation today. Thank you, Melissa. I really appreciate your time and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, you too. And I wanna thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. You can leave me some stars on iTunes. That helps others to find me. And the greatest compliment you can give me is to refer me to others. I know that you guys know this already, but you can follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 6.30 Central in my Facebook group where I do a free card reading. And if you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the services I offer. And if you're not sure what you want, but you know you want to work with me, you can always reach out and contact me and we can set up a free discovery call where we can figure out what would be best for you. I want to thank you so much for being here with us. I am sending you so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.